0: Hello, everyone. This is Lions Dan and welcome to Roaring a Podcast. Today's podcast, uh, we're showing an, another unarmed black man murdered, and it is really tragic. This reminds you of the Trayvon Martin case, right? And all of this, and we're still trying to move forward and we we'll try to come together when it comes to coronavirus, but that's not going to stop racism, right? Um, I'm going to talk to you about a brother named Ahmed Aubrey. Um He was 25 years old and he was gunned down by two armed white men. He was chased by two armed white men and he was murdered. So I'm going to talk to you more about that. Um, So sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready, get your soda ready, because Lions Den will return. Okay, people, we're back and welcome back to Roar on your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you subscribe to this podcast right here on Anchor, Spotify. Apple iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast systems. You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Lions Den. You can uh, support me on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash The Real Lions Den. You can add me on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash duh underscore real underscore lions underscore den number two. You can add me on Snapchat at Lionsden39. You can also subscribe my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lionsden os And you can, um, you know, basically you can, if you want to you know, donate my channel or donate me personally, It's um, you can PayPal me at www.paypal.me. Four slash Lynden forty nine, and you catch at me at Doll Sign forty nine. Well, well, family, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a crisis. Uh, we have another tragedy that happened in the state of Georgia, right? A brother named Ahmad Aubrey was gunned down by cowards. I'm not talking about. I mean, he, they, we already know they're white, two white men, father and son, but they're straight up cowards. So, you know, this reminds you of the Trayvon Martin case. The difference is that this is not a neighborhood watch captain. This is a father and son wants to kill a black man for no apparent reason. He's been chased by a black man and they decided that they want to kill him. So this article comes from The New York Times. Which was April 26, 2020. It says, uh, a 25 year old man running through a Georgia neighborhood ended up dead. A prosecutor argued that the pursuer should not be arrested. Wait, what? So, we'll go ahead and read this. And again, it's from this, this incident happened in Brunswick, Georgia. Ahmad Aubrey loved to run. It was how the 25-year-old former high school football standout stayed fit, his friends said, and it was not unusual to see him running around the outskirts of the small coastal Georgia city near where he lived. But on Sunday afternoon in February, as Mr. Aubrey ran through a suburban neighborhood of ranch houses and moss draped oaks, he passed a man standing in standing in his front yard, who later told police that Mr. Aubrey looked like the suspect in a string of break-ins. According to the police report, the man Gregory McMichael, sixty-four, called out to his son Travis McMichael, thirty-four. They grabbed their weapons, and listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. They grabbed their weapons, a three fifty-seven Magnum revolver. And a shotgun jump into a truck and begin following Mr. Aubrey. I'm gonna stop you right there. So, a father and son Claimed that they found a suspect, found a suspect, fit the description in a string of break ins. That this is how they treated black people, ladies and gentlemen. They treated us like we're criminals. And so the father and son team who thinking they're what vigilantes want to grab their weapons. They want to chase this 25-year-old because he felt like he was a suspect, which he's really not. They could think he's suspicious. And so they they following this young man in, in their trucks. And it says this is what these guys said. Stop, stop, they shouted at Mr. Aubrey. We wanted to talk to you. Moments later after a struggle over the shotgun, Mr. Aubrey was killed, shot at least twice. What's what's the situation remind you of? It reminds you of the Trayvon Martin case with George Zimmerman, right? When George Zimmerman followed Trayvon in Sanford, Florida. He didn't do anything wrong. He just got out of the 7-Eleven at that time. He's George Zimmerman basically, I mean, at that time, and this is this is similar to this, but George Zimmerman I've mean, been told by the dispatcher do not follow Trayvon. What did he do? He did it anyway. The struggle, and Trayvon is killed. This is the same situation in this story. Only difference is, is the father-son team, then George Zimmerman. It was a struggle, and the brother, Ahmed Aubrey, was ki- shot and killed twice, shot shot him twice, killed him. So they said, and, and make it even worse, just like George Zimmerman case now, that neither one of them has been charged. And I'm being honest, neither one of these guys has been charged with murder. So I'm continuing to read this article. It says no one has been charged or arrested in connection with the February twenty third killing, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of April. It happened. This, this, this incident happened in February. So I'm gonna continue reading. It said the case has received little attention beyond Brunswick, but it, it raped, but it has raised questions in the community about racial profiling. Mr. Aubrey was ba- was black, and the father and son are white. And about the interpretation of the state's self-defense law. In other words, I'm gonna stop you right there. In other words, another controversial stand your ground law. like in Florida, they have the guy in Georgia. So they're saying, like George Zimmerman, they're saying that they feared for their lives, in other words, in other words, they feared for their lives. They were the struggle, and Ahmad Aubrey was shot twice, killing them. It was a struggle. Now remember, this is the father and son. It was two against one. It ain't what, it ain't not like um, the, the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman one-on-one when they fighting the struggle and Trayvon was killed. These are father and son, two men, two white men that's doing this. So I'm going to go ahead and read this continue reading this article. It says, "The Reverend John Davis Perry II. The president of the Brunswick chapter of the NAACP has called the shooting troubling. And Mr. Aubrey's friends and families have worried that the case, similar to others that have prompted nationwide outrage, might quietly disappear in the Dead Deep South community because social distancing restrictions amid the coronavirus outbreak have made it difficult for them to gather and protest. We can't do anything because of this corona stuff, said Wanda Cooper, Mr. Aubrey's mother. We thought about walking out where the shooting occurred, just doing a little march, but we can't be out right now. Mr. Aubrey was killed three days. This is what's troubling about this, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Aubrey was killed three days before the anniversary of the 2012 killing of Trayvon Martin, the unarmed African-American teenager who was confronted with a Florida neighborhood watch captain, George Zimmerman, helped ignite the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, according to the documents obtained by the New York Times, a prosecutor who had the case for a few weeks told the police that the pursuers, like I told you with the George Zimmerman case, ladies and gentlemen, it said that a few weeks told the told the police that the pursuers have acted with the scope of Georgia's citizens arrest statute, which is of course Georgia's um, version of the Stand Your Ground law, and that Travis McMichael, who held the shotgun, had acted out of self defense. I'm gonna stop you right there. Now they're using this like George Zimmerman is using this in Stand Your Ground case in Florida in 2012 now they're doing the same thing in Georgia and again this happened in February this is the end of April started to become the first week of May this isn't happening in February which is sort of like three months ago and this is for the first time the mainstream media even talk about this case and this should have been mainstream, but since we talk about the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, and everything else, this this story had not been brought up to in the media. Oh boy, it also says the police report does not mention whether Mister Aubrey was in the possession of a weapon, and. This story is troubling because these two white men, the father and son, got multiple weapons. And Mr. Aubrey was just jogging around the neighborhood like he always do. Jogging around small town. And all of a sudden, he's dead. So... Attempts to reach Greg McMichael, a retired investigator in the district attorney's office, was unsuccessful. In a brief phone conversation, Travis McMichael, who runs a company that gives custom boat tours, declined to comment citing the continuing investigation. The prosecutor who wrote the letter, George E. Barnhill, the district attorney of George's Waycross Judicial Circuit, recused himself. From the case this month, after Mr. Aubrey's family complained that he had a conflict of interest. A prosecutor from another county is now in charge and will determine whether the case should be presented to a grand jury. And they show a picture of Mr. Aubrey. They say in and around Bronkway, activists and allies of Mr. Aubrey's family are doing what they can to organize online. They started a Facebook page and have coordinated a pressure campaign, emailing law enforcement officials and the local newspaper. There are hashtag I run with mob and justice for, um, justice for a Mod and t shirts have been printed, but few people are on the streets to, to see their message. And they continue, continue on a New York Times article. There are a lot of people absolutely ready to protest, said Jason Vaughn, a football coach at Brunswick High School, who coached Mr. Aubrey, who was an outside linebacker. So he, so he was a high school football player. But because of social distancing and being safe, we have to watch what's going on with the coronavirus. Mr. Aubrey was killed in Satilla Shores, a quiet middle-class enclave that abuts a network of marshlands in about 15 minutes from downtown Brunswick and a short job from Mr. Aubrey's neighborhood. His friends and family said they believed that Mr. Aubrey, who was wearing a white t-shirt, khaki shorts, Nike sneakers, and a bandana when he was killed and had been out out exercising. Um, It says, everybody in the community who knows who he runs, said Mr. Vaughn, who said he saw Aubrey jogging around the streets a few months ago. Mr. Vaughn said that he himself had raised suspicions uh, by jogging through his own neighborhood in the suburbs of Brunswick, recalling a recent instance in which a white woman followed him in a van. So I'm gonna stop you right there. So basically, Mr. Aubrey, um, Ahmad Aubrey, was jogging before, and then even a white woman following him. So this is before this incident ever happened. So this really isn't the first time that you know Ammar Aubrey hasn't been. I mean, has been. This isn't the first time that he's been followed by a per a white person. So this white woman followed him in her van, and now you got two white persons that kill him, follow him, being suspicious. But it said, but other others contend that Mr. Aubrey was up to no good. On the day of the shooting, in apparent moments before the chase, a neighbor in Sotile Shores called 911, telling the dispatcher that a black man in a white t-shirt was inside a house that was under construction and only particularly closed in. I'm going to stop you right there, ladies and gentlemen. So, you have someone... Decided to call 911 on a brother who haven't done anything wrong. All he did was jogging around the neighborhood, and then they claimed he was suspicious. Wow! So now you see that we've been targeting, ladies and gentlemen. We can—it's called jogging. We're jogging while black. We're eating while black. We're sleeping while black. And and guess what? Nothing's gonna be done because. Again, the system has been like this. So I'm going to go ahead and finish reading this article. It says, and he's running right now, the man told dispatcher. There he goes right now. In his letter to the police, Mr. Barnhill, the prosecutor, noted that Mr. Aubrey had a criminal. Oh, here we go. Here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about him, <clears throat> in a, in his letter to the police, Mr. Barhill, the prosecutor noted that Mr. Aubrey had a criminal past. So I'm gonna stop you right there. So it's like every time an unarmed black man being murdered or an unarmed black woman being murdered, it's always a criminal past with them. So like with Trayvon, with Mike Brown, with uh so many others, they always bringing up their criminal past and it's the, the same argument that the mainstream media said, well, they have a criminal past. But what does this have to do with them being dead, being murdered? I don't get it. It says that, um, so it says court records show that Mr. Aubrey was convicted of shoplifting, of violating probation in 2018. Five years earlier, according to the Brunswick News, he was indicted on charges that he he took a handgun to a high school basketball game. But what does this have to do with him being killed by two armed white men? That's what I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. It's like they always wanna bring up their criminal past. They always do that when it comes to armed black men and women in this country. Every time there's an incident, they're always bringing up their their criminal past. So, so it to continue to say, still even if Mr. Arbery committed a property crime on the afternoon he was killed, Activists and family members said it would not have warranted a chase by armed neighbors. This incident was an at least case of overly zealous citizens that wrongly profiled the victim without a cause. Mr. Perry wrote in an email, These men felt justified. Guess what? These men felt justified in taking the law into their own hands. So basically, they're vigilantes. I thought in, in the in the law, there is no vigilante justice. But to them it is it's justified, right? So if you killed someone, they should have arrested them, taking their guns away, but they're not gonna do that because guess what? They're Caucasian, right? So you kill someone and taking away their rights as citizens. Because they felt like he's a criminal, he's a thug, and you kill an innocent man all because he was jogging around the neighborhood. Oh. Miss Cooper, Mister Aubrey's mother, said she believed the men had judged her son by his skin color, and she does not believe the the uh, I mean, the committed any crimes that day. If he had, she she he she said he should have been handled by the police. Ms. Cooper pushed for Mr. Barnhill, a veteran prosecutor, to recuse himself from the case after she learned that his son works in the Brunswick District Attorney's office, which had previously employed Gregory McMichael. Ding, 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 ding. That's why, you know, he want the prosecutor to recuse himself. The Brunswick District Attorney, Jackie Johnson, recused herself early on, also because Mr. Michael had worked in her office. She believes there are she believes there are kinship between the parties. There are not, and has made other unfounded allegations of biases. Mr. Barnhill wrote in his letter sent in early April to the Glynn County Police Department. As such, Barn, Mr. Barnhill wrote he had decided to step away from the case and would ask Georgia Attorney General's office to pick in another prosecutor. Mr. Barn here also wrote that he did not believe there was evidence of a crime, noting that Greg, Gregory McMichael and his son have legally carried their fire legally carried their weapons under Georgia law. And because Mr. Aubrey was a burglary suspect, burglary suspect, right? The pursuers who had solid first-hand probable cause was justified in chasing him under the state citizens' arrest law. Hmm. I'm gonna stop you right there. So in other words, they have a right to do what they do. They have the right to chase um, Omar, I mean, Ahmed Aubrey, chase them down like a dog. They use their guns and they think they're bad because they're vigilantes and shot and killed this 25 year old brother for no apparent reason. And now they are using his criminal past to, be, to, to justify what they did, right? So, again, like Trayvon Martin, they're using their criminal past to justify what, what he did. And I don't even understand why would you even do that? Why? I don't understand. Why would you even follow this brother, number one? And number two, they don't have a right and then they bring their guns, like 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 they're like they're like they're the Klux Klan. They might as well have hoods in their faces. This is, this is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. They they think they're above the law, and it's okay to do that. But if the role will reverse, if we do the same thing, not only will we be convicted of murder, we will, I mean we will I mean we'll, basically we'll be arrested and charged of. Of murdering a, a, a white man for no apparent reason. See, this is what I'm saying. These laws is protecting them, not not everybody. Them, and it's okay for them to do what they do. Unbelievable. So, in continuing the article, and in a separate separate document, Mr. Barnhill stated that the video exists of Mr. Aubrey's burglarizing a home immediately preceding the chase and co- confrontation. In the letter to police, he he cites a separate video of the shooting film by a third pursuer. Mr. Barhill said that the video, which has not been made public, showed Mr. Aubrey attacking Travis McMichael after he and his father pull up in their trucks. Okay, this is sort of like, again, this is like a Trayvon Martin case. Now, he didn't, now, um, Mr. Aubrey didn't chase these two white men. The two white men chased him down. And they got their guns. Chasing them, him down. So they said, well, we have proof that, you know, Mr. Aubrey is attacking uh, Mr. B. Michael. But, I mean, what can a person do? He felt threatened when you chased him down. Right? You felt threatened that... When we, it was like a Trayvon Martin case when George Zimmerman I me mean, following him. These two men followed... Uh, Ahmed Aubrey and they got guns. Ahmed Aubrey felt threatened, and yet you want to think that he's th- what they did was justified? Oh man, this is just ridiculous. So, they the video showed Mr. Aubrey trying to grab the shotgun from Travis Michaels' hand, Mr. Barnhill Rowe, and that he argued amounts to self defense under the Georgia law. Travis McMichael, and Mr. Barhill concluded was allowing to use deadly force to protect himself. He noted that it was possible that Mr. Aubrey had caused a gun to go off by pulling, by pulling on it and pointing to Mr. Aubrey's mental health records and prior convictions, which he says he helped explain his apparent aggressive nature and his possible thought pack pattern to attack an armed man. After Mr. here recused himself, the case was assigned to Tom Durden in the city of Hinesville, Georgia, who must now decide whether to present the case to a grand jury for a possible indictment. In an interview last week, Mr. Durden said his team had begun reviewing the evidence. We don't know anything about the case, he said. We don't have any um, preconceived ideas about it. The police report is based upon solely of. Um, the police report is based almost solely upon the responding officer's interview with Gregory McMichael, who had worked at the police department from 1982 to 1989. The responding officer described him as a witness. According to the report, Mr. Michael told the officer that he and his son pulled up near Mr. Aubrey, that his son got out of his truck with a shotgun, and that his son and I mean, that his son and Mr. Aubrey did fight over the weapon. At which point, Travis fired a gun, fired a shot. Then seconds later, there was a second shot. So Michael J. Moore, an Atlanta lawyer who formerly served as a U.S. attorney in Georgia, reviewed Mr. Barnhill's letter to Glen County, um, County Police Department, as well as the initial police report at the request of the Times. In an email, Mr. Moore called Mr. Barnhill's opinion flawed. In his view, Mr. Moore said that the McMichaels appeared to be the aggressor in the confrontation, and such aggression was not justified in the use of force under Georgia's self defense law. The law does not allow a group of people to form an armed posse and chase down an unarmed person who they believe might have possibly been the perpetrator of a past crime, Mr. Moore wrote. Exactly. But yet, they haven't been arrested. They haven't even been prosecuted. And they're still walking around like nothing's been done. Let me continue on. They said, nearly two months after the shooting, residents of Satiel Shores remained on guard. One woman angrily asked what a reporter was up to, and another approached almost immediately with similar questions, announcing that she was armed and that she had notified the police. Mr. Vaughn, the football coach, said on Sunday that he and other activists had come up with a plan to keep the pressure on the authorities. They had planned to drive to Mr. Durden's office in Hinesville, he said, and about an hour away, they will mark off spots of the sidewalk so that they remain several feet apart and they will enter the building one by one to ask why the men who chased Mr. Aubrey have not been arrested. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the New York Times article. What we're hearing... Ladies and gentlemen Is that we're, we're seeing time and time again A Trayvon Martin type attack And It's like it's getting worse and worse And they're using a the self defense claim Using a stand your ground claim To justify what they're doing And obviously This ain't nothing new There's a father and son Who murdered Ahmad Aubrey. They murdered this young man they chase him down like they're, they're the hoods of the Ku Klux Klan. They chase this man down. They feel like they're lynching him. They're claiming that it was a struggle. And that's when he, he was shot twice killing them. Which personally, ladies and gentlemen, that these father and son knew what they were doing. they trying to find a criminal. They're trying to think of, of the way to say, well, what we did was justify. It was self-defense. And they killed this young man In cold blood Killed him in cold blood But see you, you see these Tactics now because Of course there is a stand your ground law In the state of Georgia And somebody to challenge these laws But then you know because, of the, uh, because nobody Hears about this story didn't report to the Mainstream media they were silenced About this case and you got a former prosecutor who knows Mr. McMichael, and that's why he had to recuse himself because he because they felt like they like they don't want to mess up this case. So in a predominantly white town, in a predominantly white city, they think they're above the law. They think because, well, you know, you think that you can just come on my town. And jockeying like you're nothing. And then you notice that, you know, there's been no charges against the, this father and son team. There's been nothing. It's like they can get away with stuff. They can get away with murder, which they did. So, it is really tragic. And people still fighting for justice in, in, in this case. But... My point is ladies and gentlemen That this, is, this, isn't, this isn't the first time And this isn't the last Because obviously These incidents They're using the Stand your ground law To justify what they're doing And they've got away with it and, and this has been three months ago I mean it's four months ago Obviously Yeah it's been four months ago And And nothing's been done Nothing's been done so I hope in this case there's a new prosecutor. I hope they find um to you know indict the indict these two men, the father and son, the white father and son, indict them for murdering um Mr. Aubrey. You know, this is really a sad situation. Uh Ahmed Aubrey shouldn't have been killed that day. And they just chased them like a dog, thinking he's a criminal. He broke into the houses and stuff like that. And this is why I said every time there's a killing with unarmed black men and unarmed black women, they always want to bring up their criminal past. You know, they're always bringing up their past. But at the end of the day, you know, that day he didn't do anything wrong. And, and again, what does this have to do with them, him being murdered by these two men? And why did they bring up their criminal past? I'm talking about the McMichaels. Why didn't they bring up their criminal past? Because I know they had a criminal past before. If you killed this, man, killed this brother for no reason, then, you, you, I mean, you've been in trouble with, with the law before. That's why I said, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, this, I mean, it's still happening even through this crisis we're in. It's still racism and it's like they try to cover it up now. And it happened in Georgia. It, it's really sad, ladies and gentlemen, but this is but this ain't nothing new. And people gotta be serious about this. So it shows and it's proven time and time again that they can get away with murder and nothing's been done. But it took so many prosecutors to try to get this case moving forward. But it's always a snag because they know the McMichaels. So I'm glad they bring in a person outside looking in that hopefully they can indict these two men for murdering Ahmad Aubrey. Because at the end of the day... I mean, regardless if he did this and had a criminal past or not, this isn't justified to shoot this brother and chase them down like a dog. Like it's, 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 it's I mean, it doesn't happen. But hopefully, justice will be served. Hopefully, these, these men will be prosecuted for the murder of of Ahmad Aubrey, and I hope they get convicted. But until there's more pressure against the um, against these um, pressure against um, the, the, um, the state courts on this, these two men gonna be scot-free as usual. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast. Uh, make sure you listen to it right here on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play and other um, other podcast systems. And I will talk to you soon. This is Lions signing off deuces